we'd like to welcome you back to the fourth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 7th, 2013. And this is another email slash comment I got from a listener uh, from Susan. And she said, Hi, I have a quick question about food-grade hydrogen peroxide and what is the safest way to use it. I've had several minor health issues over the years and I'm really wanting to get to the bottom of it. Okay. Food-grade hydrogen peroxide. My advice. Buy... You can buy the hardcore 35%, which is much better for storage. Guardian of Eden is the best food-grade hydrogen peroxide I'm aware of. Guardian of Eden. Let me just go get the bottle real quick and so I can give you the website. Okay, yeah, I, I just looked it up. I use the... A lot of you, have, I've mentioned that I've got one of those Echolo, Echolo Blue. I've had that for years. Um... Kind of a pain as far as maintenance. Okay, I got one of the first generations, though. I think the second generations are better. They pull less wattage. You can actually run the second generations off a solar panel. They've even got a kit, which I think is... Because imagine, you can create water out of thin air and power it with solar. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Water's the first major concern, you know. I mean, beyond air, water's the second most important thing you need. So, Echolo Blue, I recommend those highly. Uh, I think you should get one of the, the, the newer ones. Of course, I don't think you have an option. And they run off less wattage. And they're, uh, I think they're easier to maintain as well. The one I've got, you know, yeah, if you got the grip of a, of a alpha male silver, silverback gorilla, um, which most people do, especially elderly ladies, you know, they've got that grip, grip of steel. Um, as long as you have that kind of grip strength, you can, you can manhandle a lot of the things on the machine. Um, I have to do specific grip training just in order to do maintenance on it, just to maintain it so I can get the thing apart half the time. Anyway, I know I'm exaggerating here, but there are a lot of things that you have to deal with on the machine, on the first generations, that are kind of tough, you know. Um, it helps to have a few world records in grip strength, you know, but... Those are a dime a dozen. Most people have that. Um, so there's no problem there. Uh, I think the newer generations are most likely better. I have no experience with them, but I think they've improved. And the, the machine itself, though, is reliable. I mean, I've had it for a while. Yes, I've had to do some things to it. So we've had some little things go that I had to replace. And the, the technical support will walk you through it. But I like something that can create water out of thin air. I'm not relying on a well. I'm not relying on the city for water. I am relying on the electricity, though. And that's why that solar option on the Echolo Blue is nice. Um, I use a lot of hydrogen peroxide. If I change the water, wash the rocks on a weekly basis, I use this food-grade hydrogen peroxide, the 35%. I have found it greatly extends the life of the filters. It keeps bacteria content way down. Even though they have UV lights that kill bacteria, in a closed system like that, where water is recirculated, you still run into that. So, I love the 35% food-grade hydrogen peroxide option. I also have a couple silver coins in the upper tank. Silver coins are another thing. We're going to talk about silver. They're totally antibacterial. I have a little copper thing in the lower tank. Copper is actually antibacterial as well. 
These are all little things you can do to keep water fresher, okay? Um, if you're storing water long-term, be careful not to go overboard on the food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Of course, it will dissipate over time, but if you put too much in there, you'll definitely have that taste in there. Iodine's even worse. You can use iodine, though, but you'll have a very distinctive taste um, that's not the greatest. And But it can be used in emergency situations to purify water. I would much rather use iodine or food-grade hydrogen peroxide than I would chlorine, which is, you know, horrific for you. I've done whole, got into whole little mini studies on chlorine, all the terrible things it does to you. And that's why they dump it in the swimming pools and dump it in the water, just like fluoride, to, to kill us quicker. But their hearts are in the right place, and that's the important thing. Um, so let's go further here. Um, I, I've got another hydrogen peroxide I just kind of ordered recently. It's just a 3%, not a 35, but a 3. Now, if you go to the drugstore... They have their hydrogen peroxide. Now, that's not food grade, but I think you should still have plenty of that. Now, that stuff's super cheap. And it can be, it's great to use topically over whatever. Infections, cuts, whatever. Have a lot of that on hand. You know? Um, I don't think it should just, you should all have to have food grade. Yeah, food grade's the best, but um, the other stuff is great for topical. This is 3% food grade that you could use internally. And um, from... Working with patients in the past, I have found, um, you know, it's good to keep viral levels down in the bloodstream. doesn't do a lot for bacteria so much. Like if you have a cold, I haven't seen it. But if you had like a viral thing, um, if somebody had herpes simplex 1, simplex 2, herpes zoster, chickenpox, uh, which is related to that, viral things. Food grade hydrogen peroxide, three to five percent, held under the tongue for two, three, four, five minutes. And if it's burning your mouth when it's in there, you got too high a percentage. Okay, you got to be careful with food grade hydrogen peroxide. And I say that because food grade is the only one that comes in higher strengths because you can burn yourself. Thirty-five percent will burn you really, really bad quickly. Okay, I've got it on me many times. And it will light you up. Be very careful when working with 35% food-grade hydrogen peroxide. That stuff is not to be taken lightly. Okay? Um, one drop can light you up. Seriously. So be very careful. Uh, and for internal consumption, don't go any higher than 5. And you probably shouldn't go much higher than 3, really. And if it's burning you, you know, whatever it takes. Everybody's different. People, certain people are more sensitive. You hold that under the tongue, it will get into the bloodstream sublingually, and it will knock down viral loads in the bloodstream. The best thing I know of to actually go after, like herpes simplex 2, which is the only place you can really do it, it would also work on herpes zoster or shingles, is to take DMSO, DMSO, um, which you can get online at most health food stores, Whatever you can tolerate. There's one company that puts out 100%, but that a lot of times will burn people. You might want to, you know, combine that with a 70% DMSO. Take that and put it over the lower back region. This is for herpes simplex 2, the kind that causes genital herpes. Nasty stuff. No cure. 
No cure that I even know of naturally. Why? Because that virus sequesters itself in the spinal ganglion, in the lower portions of the spine. And whenever you attack it with whatever natural product, it regresses back to the spinal ganglion and there's almost no blood circulation there. So even something like mild silver protein, you can't get to it because there's no blood flow to it. Okay? One way you can bypass that is by taking DMSO and putting it over the area where the virus hides. Herpes simplex 1 is harder, unless you don't have any hair on your head, because you can actually attack the... um, When you put it over the lower spine, you're actually attacking the area where it hides. Herpes simplex 1 would be more the upper part of your neck, the base of your skull. Okay? Where most people have hair over that area, it's harder to get the DMSO on. You put the DMSO on there at least one time per day. Let, let it sit on there for three, four, five minutes. Let it soak in. You can even use a little food-grade hydrogen peroxide with it. It'll actually enhance the effectiveness of the DMSO. But I like just using straight DMSO to begin with and maybe putting on the other stuff later. It'll start itching. It's, it's a weird feeling. And if you put too much on, too big an area, you will smell like a rotten, dead garlic rat. DMSO will do that to you. If you put too much on, too frequently, too many times per day, you will smell like the most horrific, dead rat marinated in garlic sauce that you could possibly ever imagine. I know I'm painting a pretty picture. I realize that. Okay, I'm just saying, that's a warning. Okay, It's, it's not going to kill you. It's just you're going to smell terrible. Okay, so... DMSO is very powerful as well. It can also be used for pain control um, on areas. And um, again, it's one of the things the lady mentioned about horses. It's been used in the horse equestrian uh, for tons and tons of years. Um, I think the best would be to try to find a medical grade DMSO, but there's hardly anything on the market like that that I'm aware of. Um, Anyway, that will knock down a... Herpes simplex 2 viral outbreak quicker than anything that I know of and there's no drugs involved. No drugs involved. And some people say that if you do it long enough, you'll actually eradicate the virus totally out of your body. I don't know. I'm just saying I've heard that before. Just using DMSO over the area and uh, you could do some hydrogen peroxide after the DMSO has been on there for a few minutes. And, And doing that at least once a day over the area. And over the sacral area, that triangular bone at the base of your spine, and into the lower back. That's where you want to hit with the MSO. That by itself, that little thing that I just said, could save you so much misery if you're battling that. Okay? It's just little things I picked up over the years of, you know, working with patients and stuff. So anyway, um, that was my thing on food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Now, Boy, I better really get going here. I'm going to run out of time. Then she says, I just want to say, no one should be without the mild silver protein. Now, that's the the Invive mild silver protein I've been advocating and that I talked about in my avian flu presentation. I'm not soliciting this. This is what she said. The children in my daycare were all sick with the flu, and the second strain has circulated. I warn the parents every year, but there's always one to not heed the warning. Not only did she get her child the flu vaccine, but the spray... To make matters worse, and it sure did. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she's referring to the nasal spray flu, flu vaccine, which is another thing they have. She says, thank God I've been fine. Taking silver every day, coupled with prayer, I would have definitely caught something. I would say if you're going to add one thing into your protocol, if you're going to do a little bit of silver every day, and you really only need on the silver if you don't have any overt immune system issues, 10 drops of the 5,000 part per million a day, 10, 15, you don't need much. And a bottle will last you a long time. If you're consuming 10 drops a day, there's like uh, 2,500 to 3,000 drops per bottle or something. It's, it's a lot. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a good amount. Um, the new, oh, this is something I want to mention. I had said before the product lines that I had, they phased out right foods. And there was the C500 a lot of my listeners had gotten. Okay, the C500 from Right Foods. Very, very good. The crossover product they've used is called the C400 by Innate. Now, the tablet sizes are about twice as big, so they're a little larger. Okay, that's something that some people may not like. But, and it's more expensive, but you're getting about double the tablet size per tablet. Okay, and I would have to say that it's about two to three times better per pill, more effective, than the C500. How would I know that? Because my immune system was the reason I got into alternative health. I'm very sensitive about what works with nutrition, particularly clinical nutrition, particularly because these are things I've taken for years. I noticed when I added in the whole food vitamin C to my protocol, I needed Way, 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 way less silver. Okay. I take silver now primarily just to keep candida loads in check in my body. Because once somebody is prone to candida in the bloodstream, which is where candida gets into yeast, and pretty much everybody's walking around got it, it will tend to come back unless you're eating like a zero-carb diet, which most people don't do. Okay. I don't either. I feel terrible off Atkins-type diets. Horrific. Tried it. I mean, even when I got... Try to get into ketosis just a tiny bit. I about died. I felt like I was going to die. I was literally on my knees. Anyway, I couldn't walk. Um, that's how bad it is for me. Uh, some people don't do good on Atkins or ketogenic diets. Period. Okay? Not for everybody. Um, what, was I, what was my point, though, here? Anyway, taking a good whole food silver and or some D3 which I've talked a lot about that as well, whole food D3. Um, I, or I'm, I'm sorry, a whole food vitamin C and a whole food D3. I think this, for, to me, for me, not, and this isn't true for everybody, the C seems, seems to be the biggest thing that my, my system needs. If you're under a lot of stress or if you've been prone to fatigue in your life and you've been prone to really responding well to caffeinated products, the reason that is is because caffeine stimulates the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are a storage depot or a processing center for vitamin C in the body. We can't store vitamin C as humans. Okay, Animals can. We can't. But the adrenal glands nonetheless still play a large part in vitamin C utilization in the body. It's burned up in the adrenals. If you're under a lot of stress, you're going to need more vitamin C. If you're a smoker, you're going to need way more vitamin C. If your immune system's deficient, you're going to need a lot more vitamin C. I have found that for me, I take one to two of these new C400 tablets per day, 
And I think it's the best C product I've ever taken in my life. I think it's better than the C500 by two to three times. It's more expensive, but you're getting more for your money. It comes in a 90 and a 180 count bottle. Now, when I did my little thing on the nutritional products, I transitioned over to, I don't know, some months back, and I'm going to give you the links to those teachings. Um, these, I still had some C500. Okay, now I've had a chance to be on the C400, and I really believe it's superior. Uh, best whole food vitamin C product I've ever taken. Excellent. And I need to take, and I don't, ta- I don't take near as many of them as I was on the C500. So, anyway, for what it's worth, I wanted to throw that in as well. Uh, okay, so going further. Now, here, I give you the link to my presentation. This is as close that I'm going to be able to get you right now, unless you go to the Prophecy Club and order my 06 presentation on Avion Flu, Killer of Millions. It's the only place you can find it that I'm aware of. Um, it's Avion Bird Flu, What to Expect and How to Prepare, full version. It's my PowerPoint presentation. It's my updated PowerPoint presentation. So it's really better than what I did at the Prophecy Club. Plus, it's free. It's online. It's free. It's at YouTube still. Okay. And then also my presentation I did on colloidal silver, mild silver protein, its uses in history. Okay, because that's important to understand that it was used by the medical profession up until the time they realized that, hey, this cures stuff and we can make a whole lot more money off this drug called antibiotics. And that was when the modern day of antibiotics came in around the 1938 Food and Drug Administration takeover of the medical system. So I get into that in the presentation. Um... If you're going to have one thing on hand for like this pandemic situation that I said before, I would have to say the 5,000 part per million in Vive mild silver protein, which right now currently has an expiration date of around 2026. (laughs) You can't find anything on the market that even comes remotely close to that type of expiration date at that part per million level. You can't. It's it's impossible. Why? Because it is incredibly stable. An MD actually figured out how to stay, stabilize it, and he said God showed him how to do it. He was assassinated not too long after that. Okay, so this is serious stuff we're dealing with here. And um, that's what I would have on hand. 5,000 part per million. I give you a link to um, my website on that. It's actually a website the company put up for me when I did the tour in 06. Because I was like, listen, I can't handle getting into orders and stuff. Can you just do this, and then that way you can process this for me? Um, and they did. And I'm the only doctor they've ever done that for. Um, anyway, if you do order through me, I still have this the special going that I had talked about before on $95 per bottle. Um, if you order... Zero, one to five quantity, and then over that, six or over, it's $85, plus you get free shipping in the United States. Sorry, I don't ship outside of the country. Um, just can't get in all the paperwork, can barely keep up with it as, as it is. But if you do need to order from outside the company, just go to my website. The link's here. It's dr-johnson.com, and um, they, they ship anywhere in Vive. So... Um, March 1978, issue of Science Digest in an article entitled Our Mightiest Germ Fighter reported an antibiotic kills perhaps half a dozen different disease organisms, but silver kills some 650. 
resistant strains fail to develop. And that's the key of why antibiotics are falling more and more out of favor because there's all these super strains because of the overuse of antibiotics that have mutated and developed because of the overuse of antibiotics that the antibiotics won't kill them anymore. But silver still will. Um, UCLA Medical Center says colloidal silver killed every virus that was tested in the lab. I'll give you another link here about the truth about mild silver protein and um, then actual mild silver protein scientific medical studies. And there's been many of those done. Links here if you're interested there. There's also, for people seeking help for specific diseases, maladies, and health problems, they can go to my website, uh, Dr. Dash sign, not, not the word dash, but like a hyphen symbol, dr-johnson.com. Click on doctor's desk reference at the top of the website. The maladies and diseases are in alphabetical order with specific instructions relating to each problem. Okay, so that's a lot of information there. Now, I also get into the new products that I'm talking about in parts three and four of the teaching I did recently entitled Transhumanism, DNA, Vaccinations, the Flu Epidemic, and Proactive Health Measures. Um, I give you all four parts here, but I highlighted three and four if you wanted to know more about that. Okay, let's go further. This is from from a listener named Debbie. She said, Dear Dr. Johnson, the recent article that came out about Pandemrix swine flu shot causing European children to develop narcolepsy states... Emily Olson is plagued by hallucinations and nightmares. When she wakes up, she's often paralyzed, unable to breathe properly or or to call for help. Um, As well as life-limiting bouts of daytime sleeplessness, narcolepsy brings nightmares, hallucinations, sleep paralysis, and episodes of cataplexy, which, when strong emotions trigger a sudden and dramatic loss of muscle strength. She says, I was not previously aware narcolepsy caused these symptoms. Actually, I don't think when narcolepsy first was came out as a disease or a whatever they want to call it process, that it did have these side effects. I had patients with narcolepsy, and I'm not being prejudiced, but typically they were overweight patients, severely overweight, that weren't getting enough oxygen at night. Every time you put on a pound of fat, your body has to grow, I don't know, how many more miles of capillaries. Okay, so the more fat you have on you, the more blood your body has to produce, the more capillaries are there. And also, if you're fatter, you're going to more likely that the arteries are going to be clogged up with, you know, um, the placking. That's another thing. So they're not getting enough oxygen at night into their body, and this is what narcolepsy will typically tend to to cause, you know, and because they're not getting enough restful sleep at night, then they start to, to like, sleep uncontrollably during the day. But when it first came out, it wasn't associated with all this other stuff. Hallucinations? Sleep paralysis? These are demonic. You want to hear about my bout with sleep paralysis, my one-time bout with sleep paralysis? Key and Supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. <laughs> when the angel of death was at the foot of my bed, yeah, that's what caused it with me. And I guess that was a nightmare. Of course, it was real. And I was having sleep paralysis like you couldn't believe. But 
I, I totally associate that from practical experience with devils, evil, okay? Um, however, when I read this, I recognized the, this is from Debbie, my listener, I recognize these symptoms personally not as narcolepsy, but as demonic oppression. Yeah, absolutely. Both my husband and myself, when we were first saved, came under strong demonic attack, and these are the same symptoms we experienced, which you have stated many times that putting human DNA and animal DNA, as well as the other's witch's brew of substances contained in vaccines, into our bodies would probably carry a negative spiritual component to it. Absolutely. So in other words, these people that are getting these pandemic swine flu shots in Europe, the children, are getting this unbelievably demonic form of narcolepsy after they're getting the swine flu shots. And these are children. These aren't like typical narcolepsy case, somebody way overweight, where there's a physiological reason why they should be getting the narcolepsy. Okay? That's just further proof that this is absolutely, totally demonic and how wicked, evil, and demonic vaccines are. I mean, when you got vaccines cultured off aborted babies, and there's at least 17 that are, literally cultured off aborted babies. That's the culturing medium. Don't believe me? Get a... Get a PDR, physician's desk reference. Look up like uh, Miravax or Verivax. Or, again, if you want to see the actual vaccines at the time. I'm sorry I got interrupted. My, my fries were done. So I had to, had to go to my deep, deep fryer and get my fries out so I could have my deep fried treat. Uh, I had some Twinkies in there too, deep fried Twinkies and deep fried pig's feet, which on a stick are just, wow, amazing. Just kidding. Just made the whole thing up. Anyway, so getting back to this, <laughs> this is totally demonic, okay? It has to be demonic for all this stuff to happen. Hey, I get my, my Pandemrix, nice name, Pandemrix, like Pandemic? This, well, it's kind of honest. It's what's going to cause the pandemic. You know, it's like I Am Legend with Will the Thrill. You know? Um, where everybody that got the vaccine, oh yeah, we didn't get cancer, but now we turn into like brain-eating zombies. Oh, hey, you know, it's a, it's a minor side effect. It's a minor setback. There was only like, you know, hardly anybody left because everybody got the vaccine. Anyway. It just goes to show you that there's an absolute total correlation here between all these horrific side effects and the vaccine. So, um, and many of these are cultured off, again, aborted babies or green Reese's monkeys, diseased kidneys. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Anyway, I was explaining to you about the human diploid cells, just Keen, Miravax, Verivax, uh, watch my presentation on um, the avian flu that I give you the link for. And I'll give you a whole slide on it, all a whole bunch of them that are cultured off aborted babies. And just go to the PDR, physician's desk reference, and look them up. And you'll see culturing medium, human diploid cells. What are the spiritual implications of getting a vaccine that's been cultured off an aborted baby? I would say only God knows, but, you know, it's one of those things you just can't see the devils. Unless you got your third eye open, and I don't advise that. So, it's not good. It's not good at all. 
Going further, she says, I personally do not believe these particular symptoms mentioned here, experienced by these children, are physical, but that the vaccines corrupted them spiritually and opened them up to demonic oppression, and this is what they are experiencing. I would like to know your thoughts on this. I totally agree, and I, I kind of just gave my opinion on it all. So yeah, fun stuff. I advise getting as many vaccines as humanly possible in the shortest amount of time, and then that will really help you and your health and... Um, It'll help you with your walk with the Lord. And it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, anyway, sorry. I can't be but a little bit sarcastic when it comes to these issues because they're so flagrantly evil that, you know, I'm just funny that way. So, let's go further into the next article. Okay, so the next report is entitled FDA Approves First GMO Flu Vaccine Containing a Reprogrammed Insect Virus. So again, what's not to like here? You know, where do I sign up? GMO, genetically modified organism, from a reprogrammed insect virus. Hey, I mean, you know, you get the you get the vaccine, you turn out like that guy on the fly. You know, where you slowly start becoming a fly or some type of insect. Other than that, you know, it'll be fine. I'm sure there's no spiritual implications of, of injecting a genetically modified organism, GMO, Franken-creature insect virus into your system. You know. A new vaccine for influenza has hit the market, and it's the first ever to contain genetically modified proteins derived from insect cells. According to reports, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration recently approved the vaccine, because we we know the FDA has our best um, intentions in, in the forefront of its thought pattern. Uh, this is known as flu block, which contains recombinant DNA technology and an insect virus known as a baculovirus that is purported to help facilitate the more rapid production of vaccines. That's what we need. We just need more rapid production at any cost. But again, they're just trying to kill us. They're of the father of the devil, Satan. You know, they're just doing his, his dirty work. <clears throat> According to Flubox package insert, the vaccine is trivalent, which means it contains GM genetically modified proteins from three different flu strains. The vaccine's manufacturer, Protein Sciences Corporation, explains that Flubox is produced by extracting cells from the fall armyworm, a type of caterpillar, and genetically altering them to produce large amounts of hemagglutin, a flu virus protein that enables the flu virus itself to enter into the body quickly. So that's what we want. We want that component that allows the flu virus to enter into our body more quickly, so it can infect us and kill us quicker. Sounds great. So rather than to how uh, produce vaccines the traditional way, using egg cultures, vaccine manufacturers will now have the ability to rapidly produce large batches of the Franken-flu virus protein using genetically modified organisms, which is sure to increase the profits for the vaccine, vaccine industry and also the mortality rate and probably the demon possession rate of the recipient. But it is also sure to lead to all sorts of serious side effects. Can you imagine the side effects of this? I can't even imagine. You know. Reminds me of that show, The Fly. Where it was the Goldberg guy literally slowly turns into a fly, an insect. You know, kind of reminds me of that. Um, 
all sorts of deadly side effects, including the deadly nerve disease, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is listed on the shot as a, as a potential side effect. Okay? According to the clinical data provided by PC, PSC in the flu box package insert, two study recipients actually died during the trial of the vaccine. Only two? They only had two deaths in the trial study of the, of the flu vaccine. You know, would they have like 100 people maybe? I mean, this is a, this is a trial study. This isn't like we're going to give it to like 100,000 people. Ah, hey, two dying in order to make sure you don't get the flu. That's an acceptable loss. And that's just what they admitted to. Who knows how many, who knows what kind of side effects these people have from taking this thing. But the company still insists the flu box is safe and effective. Thank you, Mr. Forktongue Satan dude, for your forthright opinion. Now the FDA also approves another flu vaccine containing dog kidney cells. Back in November, the FDA also approved a new flu vaccine known as Flucelvax. Real tongue twisters. Flucelvax that is actually made of dog kidney cells. So now you can pick between your green Reese's diseased monkey kidney cells and your new dog kidney cells. Or you can get the whole, you know, recumbent DNA, GMO, army worm, insect virus vaccine. Or the vaccines cultured off aborted human babies. What's not to like? I mean, if you were a witch at a cauldron, could you devise more draconian ingredients for whatever you're trying to brew? That's not even talking about, like, the mercury that are in the vaccines, so much so that if you drop one of the vaccines prior to them and injecting it into your bloodstream, you technically and hazmat teams have been dispatched to where they break one vaccine because there's enough mercury in one vaccine to facilitate a hazmat team coming out to do a cleanup. Oh, there's no red flags with that. But it's okay to inject it into babies. Yeah, their systems can take it. They're tough little buggers, you know. They can handle it. You know, and all the aluminum that, you know, causes Alzheimer's and, you know, cancer and, I mean, all of the other horrific garbage, squalene, and you go on and on and on. I've I've touched on a lot of the things that they inject into us um, or inject into people that receive these, and it's, it's unbelievable. So, this is what we're dealing with now. Um... A product of the pharmaceutical giant Novartis, Flusilvax also does away with egg cultures and can similar, similarly be produced much more rapidly than the traditional flu vaccines, which means vaccine companies can have it ready and waiting should the federal government declare a pandemic. Oh boy, do you see this one? These people, they're not going to be have any kind of disclosure about what the vaccine is made from, cultured off of the foreign DNA that are in them. And I always said, it's always about corrupting our DNA, just like they did in the days of Noah. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Fallen angels came down, procreated with women, gave us a race of giants called the Nephilim of the fallen ones, and that was directly, totally... um, 
corrupting the DNA of mankind. They're doing the same thing with the flu shots now, or with any kind of vaccine. They're corrupting your DNA to make you what they term as post-human. You're not fully human anymore. You have different types of DNA in your system. What does that do to you on a spiritual level? I don't know, but it can't be good. This is an abomination in the sight of God. All of this. And, you know, it's par for the course of. So, um, <clears throat> they're going to have all of these easily mass-producible, abominable flu vaccines ready and waiting when the next pandemic comes. And we just talked about how the flu, the, what they're doing with the bird flu now. Making it easily transmissible from human to human. They've already done that back since 2011. All it would be is a matter of the green light to release it. Oh, golly gee, it got out and, you know. But don't worry, we, we have the answer with our vaccine. And that's always, in all these movies and all these things, that's always the solution, the vaccine. So you know, that is what Big Brother's telling you, you need. You, now we have partial disclosure of what's in this stuff. Not only that, that they can put the injectable microchips Literally in the vaccine, injectable nanorobots. Hitachi's had the uh, microchip dust since the early 2000s that they can put in the vaccines. That's a whole other component of what could it be doing to you. Like Flubach, Flusovox was made possible because of a $1 billion taxpayer-funded grant given by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to the vaccine industry back in 2006 to develop new manufacturing methods for vaccines. Now that's $1 billion well spent. Straight from Satan's coffers into this wonderful vaccine development program, what more could we want in life? Um, I'm sure that $1 billion couldn't have been better spent in maybe uh, getting literally whole food vitamin C, Getting that mass produced, which would do a probably a hundred times better job than any. I mean, not even more because it's a proven fact. When you get the flu vaccine, you get the flu. The people that end up contracting the virulent flu are the ones that get the vaccines, and then they become incubation chambers and vectors for spreading that to other people that may have not been vaccinated. That's the whole. That's the whole plan. The ultimate goal is to be able to quickly manufacture hundreds of millions of vaccines for rapid distribution for rapid defilement of humanity. Meanwhile, there are reportedly two other GMO flu vaccines currently under development. One of them, which is being produced by Norovax, will utilize bits of genetic material grown in caterpillar cells called virus-like particles that mimic a flu virus. Well, and so that's comforting. That's comforting. That we, we, we can see that they really, truly have our best interests at heart here. Now, for the first time in American history, after I've said all of that about all the GMO garbage and these horrific vaccines, for the first time in history now, the federal government has acted to prevent anyone or any organization from suing a private company, Bean Monsanto. No wonder they need protecting now. So, this has actually been done. Okay, so, um, this is a news brief, Monsanto Protection Act, five terrifying things to know about H.R. 933 prov provision. Isn't it, isn't it fun 
me having to report on all of these wonderful provisions that the government's ramming through on a daily basis, every one of them seemed to be just totally, purely satanic. Overtly Luciferian, pure, malevolent evil. Every one of them now. It's like, it's not even any gray areas anymore. It's all black. It's all evil. The Monsanto Protection Act is the name the opponents of the farmer's insurance provision have given this terrifying piece of policy. And there's a little video here. I got this from Cutting Edge. It's called The World According to Monsanto that they sell. From Agent Orange to Genetically Modified Crop, the biotech giant with your best interests at heart. That's the phrase I just used. Um, yeah, if you want to know more about, more about that, you can click on that. Anyway, uh, this is known as the Monsanto Protection Act. President Obama signed a spending bill, H.R. 933, into law on Tuesday that includes language that has food and consumer advocates and organic farmers up in arms over their contention that the so-called Monsanto Protection Act is a giveaway to corporations um, that was passed under the cover of darkness. Well, that's why they do things of darkness, because their deeds are evil, as the Bible says. This author then lists five most, the five most terrifying aspects of the new law. Remember, Monsanto wrote the bill. <laughs> so it's like, here's Satan. We want you to write, and Monsanto is, is arguably, arguably the most evil company on the planet. Everything thereabout is pure evil, essentially. Okay? So... I could do probably a 10-part teaching on Monsanto if I just wanted to devote 10 parts to one subject. That's how evil they are. I've reported on them many times in the past. If you're not aware of them fully, Key and Monsanto in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Um, or go up to uh, the natural health with the one guy. He's got tons of articles um, on, uh, on Monsanto. I mean, just reams and reams of articles. Anyway, Mike Adams, the health ranger, just do a keyword search and go to his site. And there's, there's just numerous ones. Anyway, um, remember Monsanto wrote the bill, Congress passed it, hidden in a government appropriations bill, and President Obama immediately signed it. See, that's all, that's all above board. You know, Monsanto wrote the bill, Congress passed it in a hidden government appropriations bill, and Monsanto and President uh, Devil Obama immediately signed it. Okay? That's the way it should be. Everything transparent, above board. Uh, number one, the Monsanto Protection Act effectively bars federal courts from being able to halt the sale or planting of controversial genetically modified or genetically engineered seeds, no matter what health issues may arise concerning GMOs in the future. Oh, man. It bars federal courts from being able to halt the sale or planting of controversial GMO or GE seeds, no matter what health issues may arise in the future. Don't you you dare even think about suing us. We're going to kill you. We're going to force you to eat our garbage frankenfood, essentially, because most people don't. This this isn't going to be labeled. And we're going to watch you die and laugh. I'm translating. And you can't do a stinking thing about it. 
What we can do is get on our knees and pray that God rain down his fury on devil Obama, on all these wicked Illuminati, on the 13 families, on these wicked evil corporations, that God thrust them down to hell, where they belong, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of God's doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord trust in him, and all the upright heart would glory, like Psalm 64 says. To literally pray Psalm 64 regarding this, which prays for protection of us and our families, and also pray that God would rain down his fury on the wicked. The wicked go astray from the womb as soon as they be born. They speak lies as soon as they be born, is what the Bible says. God hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. These are just wicked, evil, unredeemable, soulless slime buckets. And when God judge wickedness, wickedness, good things always happen. Always. People get saved. Righteousness prevails. You know, you could go on and on. The, the fruit of God judging wickedness in the Bible. Number two, the provisions language was apparently written in collusion with Monsanto. Of course. Three, many members of Congress were apparently unaware that the Monsanto Protection Acts even even existed within the bill they were voting on. So they were fully informed. The H.R. 933 was a spending bill aimed at averting a government shutdown. Oh, we, we couldn't have that. And ensuring that the federal government would continue continue to be able to pay its bills. Oh, well, they'd borrow like 60 cents of every dollar or something now. We gotta make, I mean, of all examples on the planet, the American government, as far as the way they manage money, Ugh. If members of Congress vote on bills they do not read, America's in deep trouble. In fact, most congressional members did not read Patriot Act 1 before they voted to approve it. One of the reasons all bills are written in the language of the lawyers is that it is difficult to wade through and it is also very long. Of course, that's why they do it. You ever try to read highly technical legal documents? I mean, it's, it's, it's maddening. Unless you're a lawyer, I guess. Four, the president did nothing to stop it either. On Tuesday, Obama signed H.R. 933. Well, of course not. He's on, he's on the dole. He's on the payout for them. His, his Illuminati puppet masters told him, you know, you definitely want to railroad this thing through and there'll be, there'll be a lot in it for you, devil boy. So, do it. Obama signed H.R. 933 while the rest of the nation was fixated on gay marriage as the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments concerning California's Proposition 8. Not to say that's not a worthy thing to be concerned about as a Christian. President Bush used this tactic to sign Patriot Act 2. While news organizations were focused on the dramatic nature of their dramatic capture of Saddam Hussein, Republican Bush quietly signed the Patriot Act 2 into law. Truly, there is no difference between Republican and Democrat parties. Five, it sets a terrible precedent. Though it will only remain in effect for six months until the government finds another way to fund its operations, the message it sends is that corporations can get around consumer safety protections if they get Congress on their side, well, of course. Believe me, this bill protecting Monsanto will one day become permanent. Monsanto creates genetically modified seeds that do not produce seeds when they mature. These are called terminator seeds. You have to keep going back to them every year. They've got nature so beyond messed up that the seeds, the seeds that the plants produce 
you can't plant them. They won't, they won't germinate. They won't, I mean, we're talking and we're eating this. And this forces them to go back to the, this is why you want to have non-GMO, like organic heirloom seeds. If you're going to, I mean, to have that as a potential way if you ever get to a point where you can plant a garden. Further, GM crops have been shown to produce horrific side effects. And research is just now beginning to address this issue. We just talked about the GMO vaccines they're giving now. (laughs) The appearance of a company like Monsanto is another sign of the times, alerting us that the end of the age is clearly upon us. Next report. Oh, I'm getting down on time. Genetically modified wheat now becomes being developed may permanently turn off human genes. (laughs) So this this is good. This is good. Are the global elite planning to use common food as a common weapon of mass dest- as a weapon of mass destruction? Obviously, from the from this article, uh, genetically modified wheat may silence human genome. Experts in biotechnology fields say that the genetically modified wheat currently in development could potentially silence human genes if ingested, resulting in premature death and risk of passing the defect on to future generations. Well, obviously, that's they, you know two birds killed with one stone. They silence the genome, kill the person prematurely, and then probably sterilize and or at bare minimum pass on massive birth defects to their descendants. You know, what's not the like? The wheat developed by the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, or CICERO, is engineered to turn off undesirable genes permanently. Nothing like playing God. Whenever science tries to play God by changing the way the body works, it makes mistakes that result in far more damage than if they had just left God's creation alone. And when you add the inherent evil nature of man, you can easily see how rogue scientists can deliberately develop ways to kill man rather than save him. Let us now return to our featured story for the more horrific details. The real danger behind this genetically modified variety of wheat is that scientists used double-stranded RNA, which is similar to DNA, Okay, but this is called ribonucleic acid. Double-stranded RNA to achieve their desired results. The double-stranded RNA is able to withstand processing and cooking and can also survive the human digestive system and to enter into the bloodstream. It then circulates throughout the body where it amplifies into more and different double-stranded RNAs and that alters gene expression. So again, it's like it's totally changing you from a genetic standpoint, it sounds like. The company genetically engineered plants to produce double-stranded RNA, which insects ingest when they eat the plant. The double-stranded RNA survives digestion in the insect and then silences the gene in the insect to stun its growth and kill it. Well, good. I mean, that's what it's doing to us, too. (laughs) Exactly. But it's okay because, you know, they developed it for the insects eventually and initially. And, yeah, it kills them. It stuns their growth, kills them. And it'll do the same to us. But, I mean, it's worth it. For the whole pest control aspect of it, yeah. That seems to be the real danger to human beings. Critical genes are shut off and our normal growth is stunted until vital organs are damaged and we die. More and more I'm coming to the conclusion that companies like Monsanto are going to produce the deadly plagues and diseases associated with the end times. Lastly, Illuminati writings of many years ago indicate that such wanton killings is their plan. Please take a few moments to read our archived headline news article, Death Making is Surging Now, Now a Global Scourge. And there's a link there if you'd like to click on that. 
murder, wars, genocide, abortion, adult euthanasia, teen euthanasia, infanticide, assisted suicide, are all death-making practices straight from the pit of hell. One globalist was quoted as saying, since most people will not exercise economic restraint from overconsumption, we, meaning the global elite, the Illuminati, must take control of the world to reduce the economic inductance of the world to a safe level by a process of benevolent slavery and genocide. Nothing like a good dose of benevolent genocide. You know, it's the warm, fuzzy kind of genocide. Not the kind like Hitler did. No, no, this is the warm, fuzzy, you know, curl up with a good book in front of the fire, you know, basset hound at your right side and warm cup of cocoa. It's that kind of genocide, you know? It's that feel-good genocide that we've all been wanting and lacking in our lives. So, and benevolent slavery, too. Now, you know, a lot to be said for that, too. Benevolent, meaning wonderfully kind and, oh, thank you. Thank you, Illuminati. You truly are the best. This statement is incredibly arrogant. The last time that a New Age disciple was threatened threatened benevolent genocide was during the 1930s when Hitler was threatening to exterminate the Jews. Hitler viewed the planned extermination as benevolent for Germany. Uh, The world, and even Jews, I mean, they need to be exterminated. They don't realize it, but we're doing them a favor. This statement is clearly a call for war against all people who are deemed unworthy by the New World Order. New Age leaders have constantly taught that the Earth is seriously overpopulated and seem to be fixated on at least two, a two-thirds population reduction. That goes all the way up to 95%, depending on who you're quoting. And now they can kill us benevolently through the very wheat we consume if we live on planet Earth. The Illuminati can also target population groups like Africa. They send GMCs to Africa, but do not, but not to other countries or continents. A great deal of selective murder could then be quickly created. Christians must absolutely, abs- absolutely depend on biblical protection during times like these. And then we go, let's read some verses out of Psalm 91 that pertain to this. Um, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And these are all snares of the fowler. We're, we're talking about here. Okay? And from the noisome pestilence. Pestilence. Now, Jesus said, you know, in the end times, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in diverse places and plagues and pestilences. So this is something that the Bible, Jesus Christ, clearly predicts. Then you have the whole judgments listed in Revelation. So, pestilence is is part of this. Okay? But God can deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. It's very important that you're putting on the full armor of God, listed in Ephesians 6 every day um, as well. And this is a very, very good portion of scripture to memorize, as is Psalm 64, and a lot of other, tons of other places. Um... Verse 5, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. And again, here we go in verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Then going forward to verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. So, 
you have a an, let's say outbreak. This is a, these are verses you want to be reciting literally daily, um, if not several times per day. You know, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. It is a literal weapon. You quote it. You quote it in faith and believe it. God is perfectly capable of protecting us through these things. Okay, so let's go further here. The Holy Spirit can protect Christians from these deliberately created deadly foods. If you're not a born-again Christian, you have every reason to be terrified, though. If you are not absolutely positive that if you were to, were to die tonight, you would go to heaven, take some time and listen to, and I have a link to my true salvation teaching, um, and uh, where God gives you eternal salvation absolutely for free. The time is not to panic, but to submit to Jesus Christ. And that's all we have for today. And I finished with about eight minutes to spare on our recording. So, um, we'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I, I thank you for letting us come together again, Lord, to explore these end time snares, Lord, entrapments. And I, I just pray that, respectively, God, in every case of the people listening, my listeners listening to these audios, that you would intervene on their behalf, that you would clearly guide them and direct them on the plans you have for them, on any preemptive things that they need to be doing now. Um, and whether that's, Lord, whether that's just reading the Bible more or whether it's literally physically preparing or both, I just pray that whatever that may be, you would clearly guide us, direct us, convict us for divine providence, Lord, in our lives, that you would use us mightily for your glory, that you would use us in the end times to save many souls, to the Lord Jesus Christ, pray your name be glorified through us, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.